0: It's your questions answered.
1: You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur.
2: You're a vopreneur.
1: Welcome to the Everyday Veopreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover.
2: Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. VoiceSam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at voidsam.com slash markscott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's voidsam.com slash markscott for full details and to sign up.
0: The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck.
1: Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Myers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday VOpreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur, and you know how it works. Ready to give you another episode filled with actionable, practical advice, things that you can actually put to work for your voiceover business to help you grow. That's what this podcast is all about. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to say thank you for listening wherever fine podcasts are given away for free, and thank you especially for leaving your reviews on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews mean a lot to me, but they also help other people to find the podcast. So if you haven't done it already, I'd appreciate it if you did. Take a moment to leave a review for the Everyday Veopreneur podcast on Apple Podcasts. And of course, remember, you can listen to any episode anytime at veopreneur.com. There's over a hundred of them in the archives now. So this week, I want to do something a little bit different, and it is inspired by a post that I put in the Everyday Veopreneur Facebook group. I asked a question, I don't know, maybe a week or two ago, and that question was simply, if you had 30 minutes with a business and marketing coach, what would you ask them? And... I wasn't really sure what I was doing. I I mean, I didn't have a specific plan, I guess I should say, for that question, other than just I was curious to see what kind of things people were wondering about. But as people started sharing, I started making notes of some of the questions that were coming up, and I thought, you know what? What if I took those questions and answered them in a podcast? And so that's exactly what I want to do in this week's episode. I have selected five of the questions that were posted on that thread, and I'm going to answer them in this week's episode of the podcast. So if you were one of those people that posted a question, maybe this is going to be your lucky day. You're going to get the answers that you were looking for. Now, I know this doesn't exactly equate to 30 minutes of one-on-one time with a business and marketing coach, but it's still going to get some answers to some questions. So let's dive into this week's episode. Five questions about business and marketing from everyday viopreneurs, just like you. And the first one comes from Michelle Adrian. And by the way, I do apologize if I get any of these names wrong, but I'm doing the best I can. But for Michelle Adrian, what she wanted to know is what I need to be doing daily to make $10,000 a month, a plan for the month of April consisting for marketing and training to be better. So without having full context, and, and if I was working with Michelle in a coaching session, I'd be asking some qualifying questions just to get a sense of where she's at in her business right now. And. That would help me to better formulate a plan for her. But let's just go with the, what do I need to be doing daily to make 10K a month? Because I think that that's a goal that a lot of voice actors would really love to be able to aspire for. I mean, if you're making 10K a month, you're making 120000 a year. That's a pretty respectable salary for somebody who's working on their own. And I know for me, that's a heck of a lot more than what I was making when I was working in radio. I can tell you, Michelle, what I did in order to get myself to that income level And that was consistent marketing every single day. When I was first starting out, I didn't really have any clients to speak of. And so by not having a whole lot of clients, I didn't have a whole lot of recording to do, which meant that my obligation to my business in those early days was just finding clients. It was literally just marketing. So if you are giving an honest eight hours a day to your voiceover business, in the beginning, Probably 7 of those hours need to be spent on marketing. Now, I recognize that there are going to be times when things are going to shift because maybe you are going to have a booking that's going to come in, you know, maybe you've got some auditions to submit for an agent, maybe you've got some auditions to submit for a casting site if those are part of your strategy. But outside of that, you really just need to prioritize your marketing. There are a lot of things that voice actors can be doing on a daily basis, but a lot of it is just busy work. Not all of it is actually going to produce results and One of the things that I like to do in a coaching session is actually figure out where you are spending your time so that we can figure out, are these actually the most important things that you need to be doing? And more often than not, they're not the most important things that you need to be doing. We think that, you know, being on social media, for example, is really important. And that's part of how we're marketing ourselves. But if you're on Facebook, scrolling through your Facebook newsfeed, is that really important to your business? Is that really how you're marketing yourself? If you go onto Instagram to post a status update and a picture for your voiceover business, but then you spend another 30 minutes scrolling through your Instagram feed, is that really what you need to be doing to be marketing your voiceover business? So a lot of it is about prioritizing, but I think in its most simplistic form, Michelle, if you want to be getting to $10,000 a month, it's all going to come down to how many people you are getting into your pipeline on a daily basis. And when I say getting into your pipeline, I mean, how many new leads are you finding and connecting with on a daily basis? How many times are you getting your voice heard? And getting your voice heard could come through direct email marketing and driving traffic to your website. Getting your voice heard could be submitting auditions on casting sites. It could be posts that you're sharing on social media that are either direct links to demos or video versions of your demos, or again, driving traffic to your website to get people to listen to your demos. But that's a big part of it. You got to get as many people as possible to hear your voice on a given day so that they will start considering you when they're ready to start hiring voice actors. I recommend to get to that level, you got to be contacting at least 20 new leads every single day, which works out to about 100 leads every single week, which is about 5,000 leads over the course of an entire year. And that probably sounds like a lot, but. Let's go back to what I said earlier. If you're starting out in your business and you're trying to grow it to 10K, what else are you going to do with your eight hours a day if you're realistically working full time at this business? And now, granted, not everybody's working full time. I understand that. Again, this is where working with somebody in a coaching session, I can put context to this. I'm just giving you an example of what I did to build my income to this level. And that started out with contacting a minimum of 20 new people every single day who I thought could benefit from my voiceover services. And then the second part of the question that Michelle asked was about training to be better. And I think that's an important piece of the puzzle as well, because when you are direct marketing yourself, you are offering a service to your clients, but that service is only going to be attractive to them if it's a good service. And so we do need to make sure that we are constantly training. And so one of the things that I would be asking in a coaching session is, Who's the last person that you coached with? When was the last time that you did any kind of performance coaching? What genres are you interested in working in? Because if I can find out all of that stuff, then we can make a plan to make sure that some coaching is being thrown into the mix as well. I mean, even for me at this point in my career, I'm still coaching with somebody just about every month I'm working with someone. You know, I've been working with Tom Pinto for almost a year now as I get ready for a new uh, in-show narration and documentary demo. So the training never stops. So part of this whole thing, let, let's go back to the original, the original post, which was, what do I need to be doing daily to make 10 a month? A plan for the month of April consisting for marketing and training to be better. Number one on the list, I think you got to be contacting a minimum of 20 new people every single day without exception. Because at this point, if you don't have a lot of clients, you've got nothing else to be doing. And by the way, if you contact those 20 people in two hours, which is entirely possible, but you still got a bunch of time left, don't just quit. Just keep going. There were weeks when I was contacting literally hundreds of people in a week because I had nothing better to do. So consistently contacting new leads and filling that pipeline is going to be a big piece of the puzzle. Having a strategic plan for getting your voice heard by as many people as possible, which includes contacting those new leads, but that's also where a social media strategy can come into play. And making sure that you are prioritizing your time because it's really easy to get bogged down with busy work, but not all busy work produces results. So, Michelle, I hope that answers your question. And uh, if not, hey, let's do a session. Let's talk. Let's dive deeper into it. So the next question comes from, and I know that I'm going to get this name wrong, and I just want to apologize in advance, but it looks to me like it is Querida Luen Funk. I don't know if that's right. I suspect that it is not. And I do apologize, doing the best I can here. The question is how to write engaging posts to get conversations started. And I think that part of the answer is actually in the question. We want people to engage, right? We want to write engaging posts. So you need to create posts that generate engagement. So let's come up with an example. I recently shared a status update on LinkedIn about e-learning work. Now, for a lot of voice actors, they would take a picture of themselves in the booth and they would post it on LinkedIn and say it was a pleasure to work on such and such an e-learning project for such and such a company. And that would be the post. And a lot of voice actors do it. I know they do. I see those posts on a daily basis. But does that give anybody something to engage with? Now, on the flip side of that, I took a picture of myself in the booth recording. And I wrote a status that said how much I enjoyed e-learning because of all of the different things that I got to learn. And on this particular day, I was learning about the use of drones in the fire service. That actually generated a ton of engagement, both from voice actors and from instructional designers and course developers, because it got people talking about the reasons why they loved e-learning. I was saying that as a narrator, I loved doing e-learning because of all the different things that I learned. That created a sense of engagement. That created an opportunity for engagement because people wanted to share why they loved e-learning and it really did turn into a great post. It got a lot of views, it got a lot of likes, which I don't specifically care about, but it got a lot of comments, and that is something that matters. It also ended up creating a couple of new network connections for me, because people saw that post and ultimately sent connection requests and and asked to include me in their network. And this is instructional designers and e-learning developers that asked to be included in my network. So If you want to write engaging posts, you need to write them in a way that encourages engagement. You want to get a conversation started? You've got to write a post that encourages the start of a conversation. And one of the best ways to do that is to ask a question, to try to collect an opinion, to get somebody to share their thoughts. That can be a big part of it. And there are ways that you can share your voiceover content that will create those engagement opportunities and get those conversations started. So think about that the next time that you are creating a post, whether it is for Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever it may be. Once you've written that post, look at it from an outsider's perspective. Okay. So see it through the eyes of somebody in your network. If this post appeared, In my LinkedIn feed, is this a post that I would write a comment on? And if the answer is no, then you need to tweak the content a little bit. What would it have to say in order for you to write a comment? Would it have to ask a question? Would it have to present an opportunity for a response? That is how you're gonna create more engaging posts and get conversations started. I think that's one of the most important things, one of the fundamental things. I think the other strategy that you can employ in this situation is making sure that you are sharing content that adds value to your network. If all you're ever doing is saying, hey, look at me in this voiceover job that I did, that does not present content that adds value to your network. So think about the people that you are connected with. Think about the types of content that they would be interested in and then share content that is going to spark engagement spark conversation because it is adding value to them. And that's where you have to start thinking a little bit more like a Viopreneur. getting inside the minds of these business owners that you're working with. But I'll tell you this, once you do figure out the formula for sharing more engaging content, it is going to drive up the amount of views that you are going to get, particularly in platforms like LinkedIn and Instagram. And the more eyes that you can get on your content the more opportunities you're going to create for yourself and the more that you are going to be able to expand your network. And so I hope that that answers your question, Querida? Again, I apologize if I got the name wrong. Doing the best that I can here. In the Facebook post that I shared that said if you could spend 30 minutes with a business and marketing coach, what would you ask? One of the questions that came up repeatedly was on, email marketing and that is a subject that is covered extensively in the voiceover marketing playbook email marketing is how I built my business I don't do cold calls I'm not really an in-person networker those things don't you know I'm not really comfortable with them but email marketing works for me and that is what I have built my business on and that is something that I teach a lot in the voiceover marketing playbook when it comes to playbook the deal is this if you've got your demos your training your studio but you're not comfortable with marketing Maybe you don't know where to start. Maybe you don't know what your next steps are. Maybe you don't know who to contact. Maybe you don't know how to contact them. Maybe you're overwhelmed by the concept of email marketing or social media marketing. If any of that stuff stresses you out, Playbook will fix it. Voiceover Marketing Playbook is a step-by-step, easy-to-follow marketing course that's gonna show you how to find your own leads, build your own client base, and become the consistently working voice actor that you wanna be. It's a video course, about six hours long. You get instant access to it when you sign up. You get lifetime access to it. So you can go back and revisit the videos as often as you want to refresh all of the different concepts that you're going to learn. All of the fundamental information that you need in order to become a more confident and effective marketer. Not just fluff, not just theory. Actionable, practical advice. Voiceover Marketing Playbook is available now through Thursday, April 15th. Then it goes offline. You will not be able to get in again until the fall. Details at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. That's voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. Now back to our show. Michael A. Martinez Sr. posted, as a new VOPReneur, what should I be doing to increase my business? And what are some good ways to go about doing that? And this is a really great question because it kind of goes right into my lane of you need to be marketing. And there's probably an element of carryover from the first question that I answered in this episode, Michelle's question, which was, what do I need to be doing daily to make 10K a month? Well, Michael's question is, what should I be doing to increase my business? And what are some good ways to go about doing that? So Michael, there's a couple of things I'm going to challenge you with. First and foremost, I want you to think specifically about what types of voiceover you're most interested in doing. And that even in in and of itself is a two-part question, because there may be areas of voiceover that you're interested in doing eventually, And areas of voiceover that you're interested in doing right now, because we recognize sometimes we've got to start at point A so that we can build up to point B. So I want you to think about the types of voiceover that you're most interested in doing right now. And then I want you to start thinking about where do I find those people? What is the best social media platform to get connected with these people? Where are the best networking opportunities for me to get connected with these people? And networking I use as a broad sense because that could mean attending a conference that fits within that genre. So if you're an audiobook narrator and you go to a, a, a conference for audiobook authors uh, and publishers and creators, and, and yes, I recognize that conferences are a tough sell right now, but still a lot of stuff is happening virtually. But I'm just trying to give you an idea of, of what I want you to start thinking about. So what kind of genres do I want to work in right now? where do I have to go to get connected to those people? And maybe that's a conference. Maybe that's some sort of networking event. Maybe that's looking for a specific room in Clubhouse. Maybe that's looking for specific groups on LinkedIn or Facebook. One of the things that voice actors are really awesome at doing is connecting with other voice actors, but that's going to help you to learn a little bit about the business, but it's not specifically going to help you in growing your client base. And so It's not just about thinking, how do I get connected into the voiceover industry? It's about thinking, how do I get myself in front of my buyers? So if you want to increase your business, the best way to go about doing that is figuring out who your buyer is and how to get in front of them. Maybe that's social media. Maybe that's one social network over another. For example, there's a lot of animation and video game stuff that happens on Twitter. And so that might be a really good place for you on Twitter But if you are interested more in the corporate and the e-learning side of things, maybe LinkedIn is a little bit better network for you. So thinking about where your buyers are at, getting yourself in front of them. It also means using strategic Google searches and looking for online directories that may be able to bring you to a list of potential leads that you could draw from. So this is the part that when I'm doing coaching sessions with people, I encourage them, you got to channel your inner Scooby-Doo, right? You got to solve the mystery a little bit. But the biggest question for you, Michael, is how do I get myself in front of my buyers? And then the second part of that is how do I get myself in front of as many buyers as humanly possible on any given day, which kind of goes back to the original question that Michelle asked about making the plan to get to 10K a month. 20 leads a day is a really good starting point, and I know this depends on your time and your availability and whether you got a day job and all of that sort of stuff. And these are things that I would qualify inside of a regular coaching session. But if you're looking to increase your business, the best way to go about doing it is to figure out how to get connected with your buyer. Don't just figure out how to get connected with other voice actors. Don't just build out social networks of other voice actors, which is a mistake a lot of voice actors make. And I don't mean to say that it's a mistake to connect with voice actors. But if you're connecting with all of the exact same people on Facebook, all of the exact same people on Twitter, all of the exact same people on LinkedIn, if you're hanging out with all of the exact same people on Clubhouse, you're really not building a network that is going to help you to get in front of your buyers. And so thinking about strategic ways to use social media to get in front of your buyers and then figuring out how to email these people or cold call these people or network or otherwise engage with these people so that you can introduce them to yourself, your service, and you can show them how you can add value to them. Part of that is going to be getting them to listen to your demos and letting your demos do the selling for yourself. I think the other thing that you should be doing to increase your business, Michael, is always be coaching. And that can happen in a lot of different ways because I recognize that not everybody has the ability to drop 150 or 180 or... 200 bucks, whatever it is for a one hour session with a coach right now. I think that that is certainly part of what we all should be doing is looking for opportunities to do one-on-one coaching with legitimate voiceover coaches. But training could also include something like signing up for a VO Peeps membership or signing up for a gravy for the brain membership. Uh, It could be watching for the latest webinar on voiceover extra. And maybe there's a webinar that's being uh, hosted in in a particular topic that you're interested in learning a little bit more about. It could also mean, training could also mean buying some books, right? I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of buying books on business, marketing, entrepreneurship, because these are all things that are going to help you to grow your business, on studying entrepreneurs. I mean, I'm subscribed to Apple News Plus because I love reading Entrepreneur Magazine, Inc. Magazine, Fast Company Magazine, Forbes Magazine, all of these different magazines because they're helping me to get a better understanding of how to run a business and how to be a better entrepreneur. And so I think that that is something else that you should be doing on a regular basis in order to increase your business is just learning how to be a better business owner, learning how to be a better VOPreneur. Nick McCammett had a question and it was, what should the first steps be for someone who has zero background in voiceover? This one is so important. This question is actually the reason why I offer 15-minute consults on my website. Because I saw so many voice actors that were being taken advantage of, getting connected with the wrong people just because that person had a social media platform, for example. And... Getting advice that wasn't always good advice or signing up for something that they probably shouldn't have signed up for or paying for a demo before they were ready or working with a coach who wasn't specifically reputable. This is honestly the reason why I started offering free consults so that I could help voice actors to avoid some of those awkward situations and and some of those unfortunate situations. So there's a couple of things that I'm going to suggest for you here, Nick. Uh, Number one, there's a couple of podcast episodes that I think that would be really good for you to listen to. Episode 97 is called Real Advice for New Voice Actors from Seasoned Voice Actors. Real Advice for New Voice Actors from Seasoned Voice Actors. I think that's a really powerful episode because there really is some good advice that is shared in that episode and not just coming from me. This is advice that is coming from your colleagues And so I will post that one for you in the show notes so that you have an opportunity to to go back and and listen to that episode, because I think it's going to be a really good one for you. Um, The other thing I would say is, I mean, obviously you go back and listen to any episode of the podcast, but I think you need to get connected to a reputable coach before you do anything, before you spend a dime on anything, before you start building a website, before you go and buy a microphone, before you start talking about demos. Before you sign up for a casting site, before you try to do any marketing, the number one thing that you need to be doing as a new voice actor is you need to be connecting with a reputable coach, expressing your interest to work within the industry, and having them do kind of an introductory session with you where they're probably going to get you to read a bunch of different types of scripts, and they're going to get a sense of where you are at from a performance standpoint. Do you have an acting background? Do you have any kind of training that could be relevant? Is the only reason that you're doing this because somebody once told you that you had a really nice voice? That That's not enough these days. And so working with a really reputable coach out of the gate, spending a couple of hundred bucks, which maybe you think isn't the best approach, but I'll tell you what, spending a couple hundred is a lot better than wasting 10,000. So doing that session so that a coach can say, you know what, Nick, I think you've got some potential here, and I think maybe these are some genres that might be good for you, and I think this is a direction that I'd like to work with you on, or maybe they're going to say, you know what, Nick, this is not the industry for you, and I want to tell you that straight up, not because I'm trying to be mean, not because I'm trying to hurt your feelings, but because I'm trying to save you from spending or wasting a lot of money. I mean, I tell new voice actors, you got to be prepared to make a ten dollars to $15,000 investment in your business. And maybe not all at once, but by the time you do some coaching, by the time you get some studio equipment, get your website up and running, get the demos done, I mean, you are easily going to spend ten dollars to $15,000. And if this is not the right industry for you, I would rather that you find that out. And I don't just mean you, Nick. I mean, in general, any new voice actor, I'd rather that you find that out before it's too late. I'd rather that you find that out before the money has already been spent. So Nick, my advice to you in this case, other than listening to that, uh, that one episode of the podcast that I just suggested, and actually, uh, so that was episode 97. I would also encourage you to listen to episode two, the second episode of the podcast, first steps for voice actors and who to trust. Go back and listen to that one. And then also in the show notes of this episode, Nick, there's a link to book a 15-minute consult with me. Book that free 15-minute consultation with me. Let's talk a little bit about your background. Let's figure out who might be a good person that you could book a session with so that you do have the opportunity to, to spend a little time with a reputable coach and figure some things out before you get too far down this road and before you invest too much money. Because I would not want to see you get taken advantage of. I would not want to see you waste your money. I don't want to see you invested in the wrong places when you're getting started. So that would be my advice to you. Episode 97 of the podcast, episode two of the podcast, take advantage of the free consult. And the final question that I am going to answer in this particular episode comes to us courtesy of Sheila Morris. And she says, what are your recommendations for CRM software? So let's briefly talk about CRM for those of you that maybe aren't familiar with the concept of CRM. Uh, CRM stands for customer relationship management. And CRM software is basically software that helps you to organize your database so that you can keep track of everybody that is in your list. And that includes your leads, your prospects, your clients, all of those sorts of things. So I think that a CRM is an invaluable tool. And if I could go back into my business in the early days and do one thing differently, I would absolutely implement a CRM sooner. I did not even figure out what CRM was until probably around 2016, maybe 2017, somewhere in there. I was already running a six-figure business. I was trying to run it through my inbox, through a task manager app, through a calendar app, through Evernote. I was using all these different tools trying to keep everything straight, and it was a disaster. And that was when I was introduced to CRM, and that was a game changer for me. And I wish that I had the ability to go back and start with CRM sooner because when I started with CRM, I already had a database of thousands of people and I had to import all of those thousands of people and go through them one by one and update every single one of them, which was a daunting, time-consuming, soul-sucking task, uh, which is why I always encourage voice actors to start with CRM sooner than later. But part of being able to effectively market yourself as a voice actor is recognizing that Marketing is about building relationships and building relationships takes time. You cannot just send one email any longer and wait for the opportunities to come. That is not the way that it works. Sometimes you are going to have to send three emails, four emails, 10 emails, 20 emails. Sometimes it's going to take a week. Sometimes it's going to take a few months. Sometimes it's going to take a few years before that first opportunity presents itself. And that is why you need a CRM, because it is going to help you to keep track of all of that stuff, because quite honestly, uh, most of us don't have the ability to keep track of that on our own. So a good CRM system is going to say, hey, Sheila, it's been 30 days since you reached out to Bob at Explainer Videos, and I think it's time for you to reach out to to Bob again. Or a good CRM is going to say, hey, Sheila, you had a conversation with Jill about such and such a commercial two weeks ago. It's time to follow up on that commercial and and find out whether or not that job is still moving forward. So it basically is database management. There are a few different advantages to it. A good CRM solution is going to allow you to tag your database, which means that you can now sort your database any way you want. I use tags for genres. I use tags for geography, uh, different things of that nature. So if I need to find out who all of my explainer video prospects are based in the United States. I can do that exact search and find those exact people. So part of it is allowing you to, to organize and sort and be able to search your database. Part of it is building an accountability, setting up those reminders for touch cycles that say it's been 30 days since you spoke with so-and-so, reach out to them again, or it's been a quarter since you reached out to so-and-so, it's time to reach out to them again. So it's all about organization and accountability. That is what a good CRM system is going to do for you. Now, for me personally, I use Nimble. I'm a huge fan of Nimble. I think that uh, I've been using it for probably about four years now, maybe five years now. It does everything that I need it to do. Uh, It helps me to do all of the things that I have just talked about. It keeps me organized. It keeps me accountable. It makes my life easier. And most importantly, it gives me back hours in my day. Because all of the things that Nimble can organize for me are things that I no longer have to try to figure out. I can just go to one screen and see it all, and that makes my life so much easier. It cut my marketing time significantly to be able to have that tool, to to have that resource. Uh, a good CRM is probably going to cost you anywhere from... I don't know, 100, 150 bucks a year. Rate right up to you could probably spend 500 or a thousand dollars a year, which for most voice actors is is entirely unnecessary. Um, I want to say that Nimble is 15 dollars a month, maybe. Um, I don't even know because I just pay for it annually and I don't really pay attention to it because it's just an automatic renewal. But I think now at this point, I think Nimble is around 15 dollars a month uh, annually, which is is completely, uh, in my opinion, a reasonable amount. Nimble is one CRM you will hear people talk about. Um, If you are a subscriber to Badalgo, Badalgo offers a free basic CRM. If you are a subscriber to Gravy for the Brain, Gravy for the Brain offers a free basic CRM. Uh, Brad Newman, upper-level hosting, uh, also has upper-level CRM. Uh, Danny States has created Voice Overview, which is... Not specifically a traditional CRM, but it does some of the things that a a CRM does, and it was created by a voice actor for voice actors. Uh, Voice Overview is is that one. Uh, HubSpot offers a free version and a premium version. Uh, Some voice actors like that one. Zoho is another uh, CRM that some voice actors use and enjoy. Close, C-L-O-Z-E is another CRM. So there's a lot of different options out there. For me, the most important thing is that you find one, you pick it, you use it, and you make it work for you. Until such a time as maybe you decide, you know what, this isn't gonna work for me, and then maybe you try something different. But like I said, for me, Nimble's where it's at, and for anybody that is interested, I will post a link in the show notes. You can sign up and get a free 45-day trial of Nimble. That's a special deal that I've worked out with them. It's not an affiliate link. Um, Their regular trial period, I think, is 14 days. And I just said, hey, can I get a link that makes that a little bit longer? So you can test drive Nimble fully functioning for 45 days. I will post that link in the show notes. And I also offer a a Nimble training course, which gives you a step-by-step walkthrough of how I have set up the software and how I am using the software on a regular basis. So I will post a link to that in the show notes as well if anybody's interested in checking that out. And of course, there's more details on that at markscottcoaching.com. So there you go. The question in the Veopreneur Facebook group was if you could spend 30 minutes with a business and marketing coach, what would you ask? And I decided to take five of those questions and cover them off in this episode because I also know that if one person is asking it, there's probably a bunch more people that are out there that are thinking the same thing and asking the same questions. So I hope that this episode has been and encouragement for you as well. Got a question that you want to get answered? Of course, you can email it to me and and maybe I'll include it in an upcoming episode of the podcast or take advantage of the Veopreneur community on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Veopreneur. It is a Facebook community that has been created exclusively to assist voice actors with the business and marketing side of voiceover. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Veopreneur. Want to listen to more advice on the business and marketing side? Check out past episodes of the podcast as well. Every episode is available in the archives at Vopreneur.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one.
1: The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think.
2: Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. Voice Sam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's voicesam.com slash markscott for full details and to sign up.
0: And see.
1: And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more VOPreneur goodness? Jump online at Vopreneur.com.